Welcome to Indisputable, good to be with you. We have a lot of show today, breaking down news of the day, none other than attorney at law, Adrian Lawrence, TYT contributor and prolific author. Also in the debate segment, the bullpen, I will have again, Carrie Sheffield, senior policy fellow, independent women's forum, talking about the Biden infrastructure bill and also the national debt. Let me bring you to my top story. Do you remember the story I covered where a cop was being racist at a wedding and got his ass knocked out? Put up a picture of the cop. Yeah, remember that guy? Okay, so he was racist at a wedding and somebody did not like his racism and they decked him and he got knocked out. Well, there's an update to that story. I am happy to provide the update, by the way. A Tennessee police officer has now resigned from the force while comments he made at a wedding in June are investigated. That's according to Business Insider. Tanner Holt is his name. Tanner Holt reportedly made drunken racist comments in the parking lot outside the venue, telling one attendee, and I quote, I don't, I didn't know they let black people in the reception hall. Jonathan Tony then asked Holt to quiet down, to which Holt refused and said he was part of the black community. That's when Tony, according to witnesses, punched Officer Holt in the face and knocked him out, saying he couldn't take it anymore. In a statement, Knoxville Police Department spokesperson Scott Erland said in the course of the investigation, responding officers were made aware of numerous possible violations of the code of conduct, including allegations that Officer Holt had made racially motivated statements that caused the assault. So far, Holt has not been charged with a crime, but the man who decked him was charged with simple assault for punching Officer Holt. Quite interesting, when we first covered this story, we said there needs to be an investigation into this officer back at his department. Well, that did happen. Now this officer has resigned. But here's what I wanna bring your attention to. Routinely, racist police officers, those involved in bigoted behavior, or even sexist behavior are still allowed to resign, not fired. They don't make an example out of them. They are allowed to simply resign. And typically they are also allowed to move to another police job. Adrian, you've seen this happen routinely. Why is it that when police officers engage in this kind of conduct, even outside of the parameters of their job, they are not held accountable as let's say an employee of a corporation would be. Well, it seems that this is how the system works. And we can't also pretend that his fellow officers, those in his precinct had no idea whatsoever that this man held these racist, bigoted views. Yeah, right, people know what the score is, they know what's going on. And then they're going to give him essentially that pat on the back on his way out by saying, 
Well, since you get to resign, again, you can be hired elsewhere and you will not be terminated on your record by virtue of the fact that you've probably engaged in various types of misconduct. This is how the system continues to perpetuate and uplift bigoted individuals until they are in further positions of power to essentially promulgate their oppression. How difficult does it become as an attorney, let's say a prosecutor, to actually prosecute a crime when this is the officer who was the main investigator? Can things like this come up as a possible motive for him to mislead the police report or possibly even a jury? Yeah, arguably, indeed. You know, a prosecutor could use it in order to, to some extent, impeach. That officer is a witness if they are on the stand and really to undermine their findings. But we've seen it happen time and time again where officers have engaged in various types of misconduct, bias, sexism, racism, so on and so forth. And yet the verdicts that really have been sustained on their evidence, collection of evidence or their word alone don't get erased. It's very rare. And so essentially this is not doing any favors for any of society by letting this individual just resign and walk away. Yeah, well said. I have another story out of Tennessee. They are locking up children who shouldn't even be incarcerated at all. I mean children, and they are locking up children where there is no crime committed at all. Let me take you to this town in Tennessee. A new report exposes how a juvenile court judge, I want you to remember that a juvenile court judge, a judge who is supposed to be sensitive to juveniles, all right? This juvenile court judge we have learned failed the bar four times, four. Has abused her a power, has abused her power to arrest black children on charges, ladies and gentlemen, that don't even exist. Let me give you an example. Three police officers went to an elementary school in Tennessee and arrested four black girls. One girl fell to her knees, another threw up. Police handcuffed the youngest, an eight year old with pigtails. Their supposed crime, watching some boys fight and not stopping the fight. They got locked up for this. The police wound up arresting 11 kids in total, using a charge called criminal responsibility. Some garbage that grown people don't even get locked up for. Criminal responsibility. The district attorney of Rutherford County confirmed to the police investigators that there's no such crime as criminal responsibility. But they locked up these black children for a crime that does not exist and signed by a judge who cares nothing about these kids. Hand in glove situation, this is your juvenile justice system. Working in coordination and conspiracy to arrest black children. It gets deeper. In 2017, there was a case that actually settled for 397,000 plus to the 11 children. This is just the tip of the iceberg 
according to many reports. This one judge, this juvenile court judge overseeing the system, Judge Donna Scott Davenport has significant connections to more than just this one incident. I mean, being detained at our facility is not a picnic at all. It's not supposed to be. It's a consequence for an action. I've locked up one seven-year-old in 13 years, and that was a heartbreak. But eight and nine-year-olds and, and older are very common now. When did you first take the bar? I'm waiting to 87, I believe, a year after I graduated to take um, and then I, I guess didn't, didn't pass that no. time. Um, were there any other attempts in between that? Yes. Time? How many times did you do that? I passed on the fifth time. Under Davenport, Rutherford County locked up a staggering, get this, 48%. 48% of children whose cases were referred to juvenile court. The statewide average is only 5%. So all of the juveniles that are going to Rutherford County under the leadership of this judge, they're being locked up at a rate of almost 50% when the statewide rate of juvenile incarceration is only five. We have a problem. Um, let's put up the chart to show how this county compares to every single county in that state. You see the one that has the long ass bar graph, see that one? That's that judge. To make it worse, her system is locking up kids for things that aren't even illegal. Tennessee narrowly limits when kids can be locked up. So there is an actual Tennessee statute. But the judge, the prosecutor, this system had their own way. The filter system, her jail locked up any kid deemed a True threat, as for what's a true threat, her handbook did not say. The county's illegal jailing for kids came to a stop only when a federal judge ordered an end to this made up filter system. But to make up for it, by offering to incarcerate juveniles from other jurisdictions, she even put together this advertisement that she narrates herself with jazzy music behind it. So you can almost forget that it is to jail children. Here it is. Built in 2008, the Rutherford County Juvenile Detention Center is a 43,094 square foot facility that is located in the heart of Tennessee. Just minutes from Interstate 24 in Murfreesboro, the center is easily accessible with plenty of lodging and restaurant choices to choose from. Location check, facility check, employees check, programs check. With all this going for us, there's no question why we have contracts for the detention of juvenile detainees. She should be in jail, by the way. What she did was illegal, a federal judge said so. Judge Donna Scott Davenport, I want you to remember that name because we're gonna follow up on this judge. Uh, 
Adrian, you're an attorney at law. 48% of juveniles going to jail that go through her courtroom when the statewide rate is only 5%. And she's talking about, oh, I only locked up one seven year old. But uh, those eight and nine year olds, the hell is wrong with this, judge? Uh, there are a lot of things wrong with the situation in addition to the individuals who saw this happening for mm-hmm. years and did nothing. Because the fact is we've seen kids for cash scandals go down with Pennsylvania judges. We've also seen it in other areas of the country. So not saying that that's necessarily what's going on here, but something is very, very wrong with this individual. And they are kids that are paying the price. Yeah, and there is a money side to this Adrian, because we learned that the county receives $175 a day for each juvenile incarcerated in their county facility. So there's your money factor at play. Okay, Um, really interesting story. Appellate court rules Iowa officers must face a lawsuit involving uh, handcuffing and groping of a black motorist. Uh, Let's put up their pictures. Uh, Twiddle D and Twiddle Dumb. Brian Menahan and Ryan Steinkamp, the two Iowa police officers, have to face a lawsuit alleging they wrongly handcuffed a black man during a 2018 traffic stop. That's according to a federal appellate court. The eighth US Circuit Court of Appeals denied qualified immunity for Des Moines officers. Brian Menahan and Ryan Steinkamp reviving a lawsuit brought by Dejon Haynes. The officers were in the neighborhood where Haynes attended church on July 26, 2018. When they saw the 31 year old engage in a brief interaction with another person during which something was exchanged, officers then began to trail Haynes in his Volkswagen. Haynes pulled over and Menahan and Steinkamp approached the vehicle and asked, what was he doing? Well, here's the thing, he wasn't doing anything nefarious. He wasn't doing anything illegal. He was literally doing something good. Haynes replied saying he was giving away some change. Aside from the suspected drug deal, the officers were later testified that nothing about Haynes behavior led them to see him as a safety risk or uncooperative. But Both officers looked into the car, neither saw anything drug related nor smelled marijuana and neither saw weapons according to the lawsuit. This black male literally gave a homeless person some change. That's all he did, gave a homeless person some change. And you got these cops put up their pictures again. They see a black male giving a homeless person some change and they say, "Oh my God, this is a drug deal. We must pursue. Haynes was asked to step out of the vehicle and detained and handcuffed because he did not have his license on him. Haynes said the car and me being over here don't match. <laughs> That's what they told him. Menahan responded that it's a nice car for the area. The suit says Haynes alleges he was humiliated when officers handcuffed him and shoved their hands down his pants in search for illegal drugs. Patted down the area between his legs and the front of his pants, then left his pants unzipped 
as he stood in full view of the road. Officers allowed Haynes to go free after about 11 minutes in total. He had been handcuffed for around five minutes. There's also a second lawsuit against these same officers. Put up the pictures again. These same cops, same cops, they are being sued for doing something very similar. And there's a racial bias claim against this person. We got a screenshot. And we're going to update you on that story as well. That story continues to develop. Um, wow. I mean, they are just the regular dynamic duo here. Adrian, what are your thoughts? Well, I think that these two officers figure that they can continue to harass black people, black drivers and humiliate them, which is what that groping, leaving him exposed at the side of the road is about, and really face no consequences whatsoever. And clearly the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals said no, not necessarily the case. Because here, hey, your behavior was completely unreasonable. It was unreasonable for you to think that this man must be involved in some illicit drug activity and for you to essentially grope him and expose him on the side of the road and thus now putting them in the position, these officers where they actually have to face some accountability for their behavior, which is what we need to see more of because we're just seeing too many behaviors by officers that are just logically unreasonable and completely and totally unrational. And we need people who in the positions as judiciary to say, hey, we're not going to allow this to be protected and shielded under this whole qualified immunity doctrine that needs to be done away with in toto to begin with. That's right, I'm glad the Eighth Court, the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals did the right thing here because their ruling creates de facto case law. And we've been fighting to change the law statutorily because qualified immunity basically gives a civil immunity for police misconduct. And in this case, the court ruled, listen, the misconduct was really not in the scope of duty. It was well outside of the boundaries of duty. But Adrian, you know and I know, you get another judge, that ruling goes totally the other way here. Because we don't have a uniform statute to address these issues. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. And this by virtue of the fact that I believe this was a three judge panel here. And yeah. so you did have one judge already in dissent wanting to mm-hmm. claim these things were reasonable. It's like, give me a break. The fact is that there are too many people wanting to put on blinders and pretend that anything an officer does must be reasonable and that they have to go ahead and rubber stamp it. No, we need to stop with that right now. Yeah, there's a new day. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. Good to be back, we got a lot on the agenda. This is going to be so interesting, I will be glued to the conversation today, all right? Michael freaking Cohen, okay? Known by many in the street as Michael Mother Cohen, will be the guest on the conversation. Author of the number one New York Times bestseller, Disloyal. Uh, he has a he has a hit podcast. Uh, this this is just so this is so great. I'm so interested to hear how this conversation is going to go. Uh, the big homie Jank Uger uh, will be uh, on the conversation with Mike Cohen. Also, deep dive right after indisputable. Don't forget deep dive uh, with uh, Jordan Yule. All you got to do is go to Twitch.tv/slash tyt. It is a Twitch exclusive. 
Boom, okay, right after the show. Let me go to the comments, great comments here. Uh, Electic miscellanea. Hi all, sounds like my home state, Tennessee is making headlines today and not in a good way. Yeah, y'all all over the place today. Colorado, uh, blue blazer regular. Those cops need to be arrested for kidnapping. Yeah, Mickey see the silver hair dragon. Uh, there was a story a little while ago where two cops strip searched two people, one a team in full view of the public. Same cops, if so, it's a pattern. I'm not sure about that, uh, but it is a pattern systemically, yes, uh, because they want to uh, degrade people, their humanity. Um, Billy St. Amper, is Davenport getting kickbacks? Uh, and remember, the county gets $175 per incarcerated youth a day. Uh, Trudy Lawrence, thank you, Trudy. Moon Dragon, thank you. Um, Adrian, as always, rules. Emoji now. Y'all got to do that. She does rule. I thought you already had an emoji. Adrian, you don't have an emoji? Uh, no, not to my knowledge, but maybe I'll have to come up with one. All right, we're going to get on top of that stat. Okay. Jack's Green Jelly Dragon, uh, Gangsters with Badges. Um, I agree. Uh, Twitch. Dragon Princess says, stop calling cops pigs. Pigs are adorable, sweet, loving, and honest. They're also less violent. And I say that uh, an HR after my pig accidentally bit my face. I say that, okay. Uh, Robo Blake, I remember when the majority of judges were actually respected. Man, my view has changed so much. And listen, juvenile judges are dope judges for the most part. I know some juvenile judges, they care deeply about making sure there's a holistic plan. I work as a mentor to at-risk youth, especially those in foster care. And we have to work with juvenile courts all the time. Most of these judges are great. I don't know how this judge got the job in the first place, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're gonna feel free, back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Karen really wants to get online. She has threatened to kill the dog, has threatened to kill the owner of the dog. 
uh, because she needs a Wi-Fi code. Now, initially, this started with her saying, what you're doing is illegal by not giving me the Wi-Fi code. So this means she needs to call 911. And then she proceeded to engage in illegal activity herself by threatening to actually kill a whole person and their pet. Adrian, she said during this video that nothing she's saying is illegal. Is that true? Is it illegal to threaten to kill a dog? I know it's illegal to threaten to kill a person. Is it illegal to threaten to kill a person's dog? Well, it might depend on the state in which you're in because okay. generally, uh, historically, uh, pets have been thought the same thing as livestock in terms of being property. So if someone did take it, uh, you would seek uh, some kind of redress under tort property law. But uh, there are states that have passed laws that say, you know, pets are essentially to some extent extensions of people and thus they deserve some kind of special protection. They're just not ordinary property. Uh, but I can definitely tell you that this woman has violated a number of laws and she's got a lot of problems that go far beyond just like Comcast Xfinity internet. Yeah, I thought it was interesting when she did the whole, you know, if you walk outside. I mean, Adrian, have you ever been that upset where you needed to get online that damn bad that you're willing to kill a person and their dog? Has that ever happened? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, never been that way. I've been pretty good about that. Uh, <laughs> just never, you know. Hey, I, I'm good. I'll, I'll be okay. Maybe I'll head over to Starbucks. Uh, you know, pilfer off their Wi-Fi. But it's just, it's wild to see her out there acting that way just because she can no longer siphon off Wi-Fi off of someone else. I just don't understand her logic and the thought that she's entitled to this. It's she's got a lot of problems. Lots. Yeah, including the fact that she must have a crappy ass internet plan because. If you have to do all of this to get the Wi-Fi code from your neighbor, you may need to research what internet providers are in your local area. Yeah, and why can't she just get her own? And if she can't, then that's a her issue. Like it just, I am, I'm flabbergasted at her level of audacity and ignorance, the lying and just the crazy. Like I wouldn't want her anywhere near me Wi-Fi or not. Yeah, and remember, we highlight Karens of the world because Karens are in fact dangerous. Okay, there's a North Carolina school teacher has now resigned because this school teacher thought it was a good idea to tell the black students only in her class that basically back in the day they would have been her field slaves. I kid you not. North Carolina teacher resigns after telling black students they would have been her field slaves if it had not been for the Constitution. Okay, I already know that's a ridiculous statement, but that's what this teacher said. This was an eighth grade class at Wintersville Charter Academy during a lesson regarding the importance of the US Constitution. Parents claim the teacher allegedly requested that all black students stand up, telling them the black students who are now standing, telling them that if it had not been for the Constitution, they would be her field slaves. Well, I'd be damned. Let me tell you what's not going to happen. No Republican is going to get outraged by this inappropriate curriculum. They're going to still try to tell you that critical race theory is the great evil, even though it's not even taught. And K through 12 education. Let me tell you what else will not happen. 
No Republican legislature will pass a law making it illegal for a teacher to do anything like this in the future. No legislation, no outrage, no nothing. Not a peep, not even a tweet or a comment about this is inappropriate curriculum inside of our school system. No teacher should teach this, nothing. But they tell you that the reason why they're going to school boards and fighting political officials on school board councils, the reason why they're doing all of this is because they really wanna fight for the children. The reason why they are anti-critical race theory is because they are advocating for children. But see, their advocacy falls short, falls short based on their political ideology. So now you have a clear violation of teaching protocol, curriculum standard, appropriateness. You have all of that, it's right here, this is wrong. You don't single out black students and tell them in front of their white classmates or any classmates that they would have been your damn field slave. You don't do that, but no law will be passed. No Republican will be outraged, nothing will happen. Okay, the principal sent out a memo days later adding this detail. It was also reported that two racially insensitive words were used by multiple children in the classroom without appropriate redirection along with inappropriate response from the educator. Man, that's a lot of code right there, keep that graphic up, keep it up. Okay, so the principal comes out with this statement saying it was also reported that two racially insensitive words. Okay, so they probably, somebody say the N word, probably, right? All right, two racially insensitive words were used by multiple children in the classroom. And then the school teacher decided not to redirect. And then the school teacher had an inappropriate response as well. Wow, uh, the teacher has resigned once again, not fired, not fired, was allowed to resign. And the school would now institute something called proactive training for all school teachers. Um, a mother of one of the students spoke out and said, and I quote, clearly we know that's not how the history works. But what upset me even more, not only is she teaching history and the constitution wrong, but the fact that she personalized it and made our students stand up, raise their hand, separate themselves from the rest of the class and say that they would be working for her as field slaves. That comes from Ms. Kanisha Tillman, who's a parent there. Now naturally everybody watching this, you know the part she left out is that the constitution created the damn slaves. Okay, the whole concept of enslavement. Uh, the school serves 661 students, uh, K through eighth grade, with black or African American students accounting for almost 61% of the student body. Wow. Adrian, thoughts? Well, I think the parent was absolutely spot on for the fact that this teacher even is just not historically accurate. The fact is that she was supposed to be talking about an observance of the Constitution Day that really recognizes, I think it was the 17, um, 7, um, September 17th, 1787, the adoption of the Constitution as it was originally written. And as you've noted, the fact is that it created slavery, but slavery wasn't abolished until the 13th Amendment, which was years later. So this teacher wasn't even good at their job. They really just seemed to want an opportunity 
opportunity to be racist to these children whom she's supposed to be teaching. Also, the fact that accepting that resignation instead of being terminated allows that teacher to go elsewhere, yep. which again, same kind of problems we see with law enforcement. And then lastly, the fact that now the memo sent to the parents said that they're gonna teach against kind of that whole cultural insensitivity training. And the fact is that no, we need to say this what it is. This isn't about being sensitive. This is about me having an issue with you being racist. So let's just say what it is as opposed to trying to put this late pussyfooting code terminology on it to make everybody feel better who's actually just being racist. That's it. Right, and here's the thing about resignations, I've said this before. You have to accept a resignation. I'd be damned if I accept your resignation when you've done something like this to children. You will be fired, okay? I will not accept a resignation from you. Also, let me remind everyone, this school teacher is not a real teacher, not a real educator. Because if you're really teaching about the US Constitution, you're not teaching that slavery was completely abolished through the 13th Amendment. You're teaching the truth of what the 13th Amendment says, that slavery still exists under a different formation and is called in punishment of crime. Slavery is still legal in the United States of America as long as the pretext is available, which is a punishment for criminal behavior. So what happened when they passed the 13th Amendment? They decided to target black bodies to make them criminals or slaves again. That's your 13th Amendment, that's what it says. It actually does not abolish slavery, it creates a different form of it. All right, we got more on the other side. This is indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, we got a lot of show left. Let me remind everyone that Michael Cohen, okay, Michael Cohen, Author of the number one New York Times bestseller, Disloyal, and host of a popular podcast, will be on the conversation today. Today, today. Okay? 5 30 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 30 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, also, right after Indisputable, we got the big homie Jordan Yule. You got to watch that deep dive. Okay? Right after the show. There he is. Good brother there. Okay. Let's get to these comments. Just being anti-racist says, I'm 48 years old. And this was a teaching norm of the history of the enslaved within the United States when I was in grade school. I'm so happy that this teacher was held accountable. And some politicians and judges call themselves originalist of the Constitution. This is called for, I believe in enslaving people. I am Sock says, you never heard, I've never heard of a dog threatening Karen before. Listen, as we continue to discover more Karens in the world, we will see plenty of first. Eric the Red, you think that these racist teachers um, had heard of these kinds of cases, so they know to hide their racism from their class, <laughs> you would think. But maybe they don't think it's going to apply to them. Maybe most of them are right, and we only see the tip of the iceberg being dealt with. I think you're onto something there. YouTube Super Chat, Mike V. Socialism is bad, but hook your girl up with some free Wi-Fi though. Bernie the Kiwi Dragon, Karen needs Wi-Fi. Just get the COVID vaccine and she'll get fast 5G connections straight away. Isn't that what they believe? 
Charles Lee Joseph Massey III, I drove a school bus in Winterville, North Carolina. It's like going back home or back in time in that town. Robert, was that a repeat Karen? No, not a repeat Karen, but Karen's use similar tactics, okay? Thank you, Sharon. Also, Harp says, great mornings work, Dr. Richie. Well, thank you. Bubba Husky, at least that teacher didn't lasso the students and put on an auction. This happened, by the way, at Six Flags over Georgia. An employee, we talked about it yesterday, put on a lasso, wrapped it around a young girl, a child of color, and told everybody she was for sale. Yeah. Twitch, court jester. Thank you. Resubscribe for 14 months. We appreciate that. Terry Berry, also, isn't it illegal to share Wi Fi? Mama Misa says, wow, just when I thought they couldn't get any Karenier. <laughs> That's a new one. And listen, you got an emoji now. You got, can we put it up? Do we have it? Okay, we'll do it next time. Adrian asking, you shall receive over here at TYT. Believe that. <laughs> okay, they, they are already on it. Um, ben Velasquez won. They changed the term from slave to criminal. That's right. Colorado Blue Blazer regular. You have, I wish a Karen would, time for I am thankful and anti Karen did. Uh, we may come up with some anti Karen t shirts, though. That's really a great idea. I am Sock says, who. What does being married have to do with being a total racist? <laughs> I know. Uh, Lynn, maybe his wife's cousin friend is black. Um, Eileen, Eileen, Funky Cole Medina Mama Dragon. What are the Antica, when are the Antica shirts coming out? I think we have a winner. I do. We need to make that happen ASAP. Okay, Super Chat. Uh, wait a minute. Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane says, dude thinks he's elite with his men's warehouse suit and tie. Vitingale, <laughs> uh, we're almost to 1,000 likes. Please get those thumbs up. Boom, let's get it. Only about 130 away. All right, you guys got to give me an update. Um, lots of praise for the music. Thank you. Bernard the Kiwi Dragon. Uh, this music is what I would walk a dog on the beach to during sunset. Beautiful. They are calling for civil war. I'm talking about Trump supporters are saying, listen, we don't see how this is not going to be a civil war. Here's what happened at a recent Trump rally. I think the Republicans are about as weak as they possibly could be in the in Congress. You have maybe six that are worth their salt. Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, Rand Paul, and two or three others. The rest of them are just the same as the Democrats. They've been there too long. They're establishment. They don't care about the American people because they're in their elite little tower. And so we're just sick of it, you know? And we're not gonna we're not gonna take it anymore. I see a civil war coming. I do. I see civil war coming. She says, I see civil war coming. I see a civil war coming. Now remember, this Trump supporter is not in a silo. This is not an independent, far, far right individual that does not share commonality with many supporters of Donald Trump. This is starting to become the norm. 
So let me get this right. You're saying that these politicians don't care about the American people, which by the way, I agree with that. And in order to care about the American people, you must go to civil war, which is literally killing the American people. You need to go to war and kill Americans in order to love Americans. That's the logic here. That's how this is going to go down according to you. Civil war means a violent conflict between a state and one or more organized non-state actors in the state's territory. Kind of like this. Kind of like that, okay? I want you to let this sink in for a minute. When they say they see a civil war coming, that looks damn close to a civil war right there. Now to them, that was patriotism. To them, that was completely justified. To them, that's not civil war, that's civil outrage, protest, mayhem, as one of my guests said, not criminal. Because according to many of them, these are the people that simply love the United States of America. Remember, I want you to remember the words she said, and I quote, I think the Republicans are about as weak as they possibly could be in Congress. You have maybe six that are worth their salt, said the supporter, listing Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, Ron Paul, ridiculous. But this is their thinking. She also said the rest of them are just the same as Democrats. They've been there too long, their establishment. They don't care about the American people because they're in their elite little tower. And then that final quote, don't think this person is by herself in this ideology. That would be a mistake. You need to know who they are. You need to know what they look like. You need to know what they're thinking. You need to know when they're thinking it. You need to know all of this. Put the quote back up, I'm gonna read it. You need to know this. So we're just sick of it, you know, and we're not gonna take it anymore. I see a civil war coming, I do. I see civil war coming. Adrian, what are your thoughts? Oh, you're absolutely right. I've heard this from a variety of people, this sentiment that there's a civil war. And the unfortunate fact is that we have so many armed people in the United States that if someone tries to institute it or to start it, which we've already seen some efforts, it, it, it could actually come to fruition. But I don't think it would last long, especially if we think about how militarized our local law enforcement and government is. But the fact is that we still have individuals with this mindset who may make these efforts. And so you're absolutely right, we need to be able to identify these people. And I also don't think that they have a, a good framing on human life and the fact that when we had our civil war in the United States, how many people we lost. And the fact yep. that is if we lost the, you know, a, a ratio or percentage of that today, just how much suffering that would be. Yeah, we already are at a war of ideology. People are literally dying because of political rhetoric. I.e. COVID-19, people are dying because of that political civil war that's happening now. 
And naturally, what happened on January 6th was definitely a type of civil combat because they went there in order to destroy, to kill, to commit acts of terrorism. We've been talking about anti-Karens because it makes a difference when you stand up and step up. Well, here's an anti-Karen or anti-Karens against this male Karen who decided to let his white supremacist ideology shine. Here it is. Who employs this man? Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Prove you wrong. White people are better than white people. Show me the wrong. Prove me wrong. What are you? I'm waiting. Can you say it? I'm waiting. What's your name? I'm waiting. What's your name? I'm waiting. Waiting for his name's Dominic. I'm waiting. Dominic, do you think white people are better than black people? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm looking I'm right that at person. your camera. Nice. I'm looking right at your camera. Explain. Prove me wrong. All right. Prove us. Our give us an example, actually, of how whites are better than blacks. Please prove give, me an, wrong. give an example. Prove me wrong. Give an example. Prove me wrong. Prove me. Prove me wrong. I love that. Give me an example. All of civilization was created by white people. Is that right? So there's white people in Egypt and Africa and that. We're originally so you cannot understand. It sucks you exist. Truly, it sucks you exist. You're a person who's probably sad. I can see it in your eyes. You're miserable. Why are you Are these your friends? Are these your friends? Who are you here with? Nobody? You're sitting by yourself talking to a bunch of 20 year olds that you don't know being racist in a random place. You're lowest. In society, oh, I got a drone license. You wear a tie. You're sick. Look at you, Thanks. It gets deeper. Remember, his premise is white people are better than black people, and wow, he said it in front of the wrong damn white folks. Did he not? Here's more. We're each other impressed. Nice, and I bet you. Hates you and she hates herself. Oh, I got a drone license, guys. I'm racist. I'm a cool guy. I'm really up there in society. This guy's racist. Thank you. I'm not funny. I'm serious. You're a low IQ, bottom of the barrel scumbag. What did you do? Don't look at time. You honestly look like a literally saying white people are better than black people. I am. We have it on. You're ready to lose your job in a week too, because that's gonna be sick. Yeah. Sick Dominic, you're gonna lose your job. Did you go to college all for nothing for this? For this moment right here, you went to college for nothing. That's crazy. That's crazy. You, you, that's wild. That's Well, I can tell you what I'm better at doing than he is making dumbasses like him go viral. Much better than he is. Yes. He said that this is all based on civilization. He forgets about the ancient Egyptians, that's in Africa, Sumerians and others. Adrian, this guy seems like normal dude, got on his suit and tie, 
And then he's around a lot of white people. He did not realize these were some woke white folks who decided to call him out. I thought it was a beautiful atmosphere. Yeah, you know, it's very good that people are using our voices and speaking up because the fact is that a lot of individuals who surround themselves with a lot of people who just believe the same things are in an echo chamber. And so when individuals are challenged on their racism, it, it goes a long way because there are things that people will not say in my presence that they may say in your presence. Yep. So continuing to use your voice and to speak out and actually put actions behind your words by saying I'm a decent person, I'm anti-racist, etc. That is what true allyship, true co-conspirator game, true progressiveness, that's what that is. Yeah, I really like what I saw here. Um, I've had people come back and say, you know, doc, so and so said such and such about you. Right, here's my question, what did you say to them? <laughs> what was your response to them? Uh, these individuals uh, ob obviously are woke, they're on the right side of the social uh, conversation. But remember, the reason why this male Karen engaged in this narrative in the first place is because he thought he was uh, around allies and friends and people that would support his racist rhetoric and man, he was absolutely 100% incorrect. Uh, Adrian, always a pleasure having you on Indisputable. Tell people how they can uh, check out your book, follow your social media, all of that good stuff. All right, well, you can check out my book, Staying in the Game, the playbook for beating workplace sexual harassment at the TYT store. It's also anywhere books are sold, Amazon, grab a copy, you will absolutely love it. You can also catch me on Twitter at Adrian Law and on Instagram at Adrian Lawrence. Until next time, thank you, Adrian. Thank you. All right, don't forget, deep dive, Jordan Yule is next. And take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.